Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky. And I am Leah. And we are bringing you back a quick shot of romance that, um, let's just say I'm super, super excited to talk about this book. <laughs> a little, a little bit. Because bit. this is by one of Becky's very favorite, like Uber top, like top shelf click, top, yeah, like favorites of all time. I think this is one of the authors that when we first started doing the podcast, I was like, "Oh, have you read her?" And you're like, "No," and you were like, "What?" And I was like, "Oh, well, we should read this and do a quick shot." And I think we did it last summer. And you're like. Mm what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm always accused when people read her for the first time, they'll say, why have you been hiding her? I well, you don't hide her. You, you talk about her all the time. And we got to talk to her in an interview and she is wonderful and delightful. One of the best. And we got the scoop on this book before, like, but I was not prepared. That tea that she spilt in that episode back in November did it was not like, do justice to it this book. It was like a tea leaf. There was no tea. Yeah. It was like a little smattering of like, it's like when you first dunk the tea bag into the water and it's still like water. Yeah. There was no tea. There was, was nothing not. like to emotionally prepare us for this book. Okay. So on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing the new release, Trusted and True by Renna Morgan. This is book seven in her Men of Haven series, and this will be a spoiler review because we are dropping this on release week. Um, spoiler free? So, or spoiler free, yeah. We're not going to give you, you said it's a spoiler review. We are not No, this give... will be a spoiler free review. Right. I you promise. didn't say it right. I didn't say it right. Okay, so <clears throat> here is the synopsis from Goodreads. Come hell or high water, the men of Haven always ride or die for one of their own. Follow the brothers as they come together once again in the long-awaited seventh book in Renna Morgan's Men of Haven series. The last person Callie Moore is prepared to see when she shows up for a job interview is Danny Parker, the guy who witnessed her at her worst and gave her an ultimatum. Get clean or don't ever ask for help again. It's been years since then, and Callie's been through hell, but she's finally doing the work to change her life. That doesn't mean she couldn't use the job, and it doesn't mean her troubled past is completely behind her either. When his best friend's sister-in-law walks in looking for a job and a second, or is it third, chance, Danny isn't so sure he's willing to risk it, even if he does desperately need the help at his custom car shop. Letting Callie back into his life opens Danny's eyes and heart to the woman she is now and the man he wants to become. If anyone has a problem with that, too bad, including his skeptical Haven brothers. But when a dangerous part of the life Callie's left behind comes to town seeking revenge, the family will have to join together to save her, as well as the innocent Haven life caught in the crossfire. The men of Haven, fierce, passion, unyielding loyalty especially when it comes to their women. Like I like no that she others. changed up that, like those little like pieces of the blurb. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. She gives okay. a good blurb. She does give great blurb. Like that blurb gives you things, but does not give you anything that happens in this <laughs> book. No, she's <sighs> like, I'm going to tease you. 
like nobody's business. So this book releases May 24th of 2022. And thank you to Rena and her publisher, Karina Press, for our advanced review copies on this. Mm -hmm. um, it was a great anniversary present. <laughs> so found family. This is a redemption romance. Mm -hmm. Is it second chance? It's I'd say second chance adjacent because they did kind of have they had a, Danny had a connection with Callie, like when they first met, but she was in such a bad state that she didn't have really connections with anybody. So I think if he had ever caught her in a sober moment, like they would have had those they moments. They might have had something. They might have had something, but yeah. so like it's second chance adjacent, but it really, it is her second chance in life though. So, I mean, it does yeah, count for just that did, Yeah. I, and I don't, so I don't know. What, I don't think there are any other tropes though. I think that's it. Um, she's damaged. She's a damaged heroine. She like, is a damaged heroine, except she's redeeming herself. Like, okay. So past damage. I mean, maybe there are some like content and trigger warnings because there is a lot of yes. talk of addiction in this book. So yeah. we, we will spoil that in the sense like that is a huge huge part of this book in her redemption and her storyline yeah. so this is um men of haven book seven mm -hmm. it is part of an interconnected series of standalones it can absolutely be read as a standalone you will mm -hmm. not miss anything if you read this as a standalone well and also the way that the series plays out the first six books happen and it has been a few years since the end of books, like literally well, and figuratively. She does. It has been a few years since book the last one through book six. Has yeah, one through six are the first part of the series. Then she mm -hmm. goes to New Orleans with her Nola Knights series. And you do get drops of the family, of mm -hmm. the Haven family in that series. And then she's now coming back to Mena Haven. Um, put out percentage is 70%. It is a slow burn, but it burns. Honestly, like I had to double check the percentage because I did not think it was that late. This story just reads so well. And you guys, okay, yeah, I have a girl crush on Renna Morgan. Y'all are just going <laughs> to have to deal with me for the next while because <sighs> this book. Okay, so here is how I went into this book because we meet Callie in book one of this series. Yes. Yes, she is do. a terrible trash person. She is. She's the worst. She is an addict. She has created a situation where her sister is put in a bad situation. And she she's very selfish. And it's it is hard. You go into this book wondering just how Renna Morgan is going to make you like this character because you hate her so much when she first shows up on the page. So we did a quick shot of Rough and Tumble, which is book one in the Menahaven series back on May 18th of 2021. Mm -hmm. so, so you guys can go back and listen to that. Yeah, because I'm sure that we talk about how much of a trash person Kelly is in that It'd be book. interesting to go listen to that now. It and will be, like, be. Now, now we should do that. We should. Okay, so I went into this. Can a terrible trash person of a character <laughs> redeem themselves to the point that we are a thousand percent in this corner? 
And yes, can, yes, they can. Can Rena do that? Can she make me love Callie? Well, and I feel like that is that is the true testament of an amazing author. If they give you one or two trash characters that you cannot help but love by the end of their books. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Lexi Ryan. Um, <laughs> so let's start off and talk about Danny. Danny yeah. is, um, we actually, Danny's a great guy. He He's is such a, a good nice guy. guy. He's the youngest of the men of Haven. Mm -hmm. um, and he's also, as we meet, have met him, he's one of the newer members. Like he hasn't mm -hmm. been around, but now at this point, he's been around eight years, eight or nine years. He's been involved mm -hmm. with the men of Haven um, because Kelly's story actually started. Danny's story too started seven years previous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so Danny is the ultimate nice guy. Like he really is. Like he is such a sweetheart and he, he loves big, like the guy loves big. And he, so his sister is the heroine in like book three. No, I book believe. two, wild oh, and book, sweet. It's a book two. Okay. So we meet him in book two. And no, you meet him in book one because he rescues Callie the very oh, first that's time. Right. That's right. Okay. So we might, we meet him at the very beginning and like, but he, like he gets like a bigger, to be a bigger proponent, like through the, throughout the original series, but he is such a sweet guy. And he, so he is, he has this custom car business, but he has a couple different like locations and he's kind of like floundering when it comes to the business side of it. Like he has a talent and the way that she describes like what he does like it's a talent. Yeah. Like he restores and also modernizes a little bit muscle and cars. Customizes and customizes. Like he does, and they do like painting. custom paint jobs and all that stuff. Yeah. And yeah. But so Cal he's missing had, the mark on his office work and orders and and because of running the multiple locations, he isn't getting the chance to do to, to mm -hmm. work on cars. And he's an artist. And so he's missing his art, redoing the cars and stuff feeds his soul. Um, before we get to Kelly, though, let's talk about Danny's family history. Okay. So his mom was an addict who never got clean and cre created some really bad situations for him and for his little sister, Gabe, who she, she, it was she was a trash person she was the ultimate trash person yeah. yeah um and because of that because of his own family and his own history in dealing with addicts when callie shows back up into the houston area he is very much at arm's length like he stiff arms mm -hmm. her like well and it's one of those things where he so there is a guy who works for him who is in the program and he does not have an issue with him, but he, when he sees Callie, he views it as he sees the situations she put herself in and he had to get her out of, and he saw the situations that she put her sister in. So it's not addicts in general, 
that he has this issue with. It is the ones that he physically sees the devastation and destruction that they have created because of their actions. Yeah. And um, he had interactions with Callie. So he takes her to rehab the very first time when the men of Haven Mm -hmm. send Callie to rehab, he sends her. He goes back two other times to where she is in Louisiana and to try and help her to try and help her quote unquote rescue her. Mm -hmm. And so Callie had a year previous to returning back to Houston or Dallas to Dallas, they're in the Dallas area. Mm -hmm. Um, Before returning back to Dallas area, she um, hits rock bottom. Mm -hmm. She hears gunfire. She gets up, she jumps out of a second story window like she doesn't know where she is or who she's been with or and she She has no clothes on nothing hurt and it is it is a defining moment for her like like that was her rock bottom like because she she realized in that moment as she's in the hospital she has no one Mm -hmm. she has no one to call she is battered and broken and Everybody in the house that she had jumped out the window of was shot and killed. Mm -hmm. And so she's got nothing. Makes a choice. So she makes that choice. Like this time it's going to be different this time. It's, it's going to stick. And so she, she has been clean for about a year when she decides to move back to Dallas as part of her steps to make that. Well, she's working on her final step. She's working on, Mm -hmm. I think it, I think that is step eight or nine. She's making amends Mm -hmm. and, um, she feels like she needs to go back to Dallas and try to make amends to her sister. Mm-hmm. what amends with her sister looks like. She does not have any preconceived notions. And I really liked that about this. She wasn't coming back thinking Kelly was going to accept her with open arms or that they were going to have a sisterly relationship again and be together on Thanksgiving. Well, she- and I like the fact that she did not even know if Viv would even like accept the fact that she wanted to make amends. Like she, she knows going into it, like I'm going to reach out, but that might be all that I get. Well, and she's not even sure how or when she's going to reach out. She Mm -hmm. doesn't reach out the moment she moves back and Mm -hmm. she has a wonderful sponsor Mm-hmm. And I loved Maggie. I wanted more Maggie on the page, to be honest. Like, she's such a badass. She really is. And Maggie fits well into... Renna Morgan has mother figures in these books. And mm-hmm. um, it's Maggie in this book in the first set of Menahaven. It's Sylvie and Nanette. Um, mm-hmm. And in her Nolan Knights, it's, um, there's a housekeeper that is kind of the mother figure that kind of is the voice of reason, the voice mm-hmm. of accountability, that extra push that well, you need. But they also are these, they're extremely strong women who are not afraid to give you their opinion, whether you like what they're saying or not. Cause there is a moment with Jace, who is Viv's husband, who like his mom, like 
takes him to task over his reactions to stuff, which he has valid reasoning for his reactions. I'm not saying it's it's an invalid reaction, but at the same time, his mom is like, you're being too hard in this moment. And like, she, yeah. she doesn't care. She's like, I don't care if I'm, you're pissed off at me, like be pissed off at me, but you need to hear what I'm saying at the same time. Well, and Jace, Jason, Danny are found brothers. They're part of this Menahaven, this mm-hmm. mismatched brood of men. And Jace does not mince words, but neither does Danny. And in the, and in mm-hmm. that moment too, Nana is like, whoa. Mm-hmm. That's not how we work in this family. Right. That's not how this goes. So we're going to, we're going to stop. And I like, I mean, and the other thing too, I love about like Maggie, about Nana, about Sylvie, these mother figures, they're not perfect. Mm -mm. They are not, I mean, they're baking cookies, but they're cursing and drinking whiskey while they do it. And they all have a past. But that's the thing, like they all have past, like Maggie, I mean, Maggie is, is Callie's AA sponsor. Like, yeah, yes, she has been clean for an extremely long time, but like she was in AA, like that is like her past. Like Nanette was a prostitute. Yeah. Like, and so that is Sylvia. how like, yeah. So, but that like, they've created this new life for themselves. So, and that's one of the things that I love about these women is when they talk about the like Callie's past and it comes up in conversations, Jay, she tells Jay, she's like, what about our past? Like our past were that in the past and look where we have come since then. Yeah. And this book and Danny and Callie have, their relationship is very organic and it feels very mm-hmm. natural. And I, I like that Danny is cautious with her. You know, he says, one, I can't give you this job unless you are honest with Vivi and tell her I am back. Mm -hmm. You at least have to make the phone call. And Danny, well, he trusts her, but he doesn't push her. But I think part of the thing too is like when she first comes back and like they see each other face to face, Danny, like, he sees physically she is doing better. He sees that she looks good. Like she, he hears that she is saying things, but he has a hard time trusting that because of the past. So like he, he doesn't want to jump into anything without knowing, like without stepping back and saying, am I comfortable with putting like uh, myself in this situation? And he makes some missteps. And I kind of wanted to junk punch him. He does. But when he makes those missteps, you can understand why. And that is one of the things that I really love about Rana Morgan's storytelling is you want to junk punch him, but at the same time, like you want to hug him. Like you want, like you want to dick punch (laughs) and hug at the same moment because you understand like why he did what he did and but he is not afraid to say, I'm sorry, which I think is amazing. And there's, and Danny is very comfortable in who he is in the world too, that Mm -hmm. he was okay taking things at a little bit more of a slower daunting pace with Callie. Mm -hmm. They didn't jump into bed, obviously not with a 70% pop, Mm 
but he gives her small moments Mm -hmm. and meets her where she is. And I think that that's a true testament of when you love someone, you meet them to where they are. You don't try to change them or force them into your world. You just, you just, you meet them where they're at. And this book does that so well. It does. And there's a moment where Callie has, she has thoughts. And so he, he encourages her. He's like, you need to call Maggie. You need to make this step. Like, I, I will let you go. I will let you fall apart. I will let you do what you need to do, but you need to make that phone call. And then you let me know when you're ready for me to come back. Yeah. There, um, I just, God, I love this story so much. It was really good. I will say this is a very Cali forward story because it is, it is the heart and soul of her recovery is this story, but you do not, it is, does not overtake the relationship with Danny, which I think is really well done because I'd say probably 60% of this book is about Callie and her strides to, to show everybody in her, in her, this new family that is created, like she has changed. Yes. She's going to struggle. Yes. She's going to have this, but, but her relationship with Danny and the, the relationship that she builds back up with her sister, like those are, those are, they're in the background, but they're not in the background at the same time. Yeah. I also like how Rena kind of gave us Callie's story without shoving it down our throats. Mm-hmm. You know, we got these little snippets of why she drinks and why she um, escaped to drugs and mm-hmm. why she used her body the way she tried to use her body. And, mm-hmm. um, there's so much power in it to the the way that it's written. It just, it tears at your heart. And I mean, good golly, Nancy, I was crying. Like, I don't cry. But lately, every book I read, I feel like I cry. And this book, um, God, when she, you know, just when Kelly just starts telling her, you know, giving her story, you know, I've been sober mm-hmm. for how many of her days? And just well, like, does the thing like that opening, what? like the opening chapter, like yeah. the opening paragraph, like you're, you're like, what am I in for? Yeah. Um, this book was so good that I actually emailed Rena Morgan. I read it Saturday night too, too early on Sunday morning. <laughs> And I actually emailed Renna Morgan after I was done. And I'm like, oh, friend, this story was beautiful. And everything I didn't know I wanted for Danny and everything I needed for Callie. And Mm -hmm. it's gorgeous. Um, Also, I do need to bring up Nanette has a boyfriend. One of the moms of Haven. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She has a boyfriend. She does have a boyfriend. And Jace, like the way she tells him. But like, how, how did he not know? I think Jace, Jace just is had one like of those, blinders on. He's so focused on Vivi and mm-hmm. so focused on his own small little world 
that sometimes I don't know that he necessarily sees all the other people around him, which comes into play between him and Danny because he doesn't realize how much Danny has had some struggles, struggles and some unhappiness going back to his shops. Mm -hmm. And the fact that not one of the brothers picked up on it. Well, I think the fact that they are so, so focused on their relationships and they do kind of have that single mindedness. But I think with Danny, though, like he had this ideal that he needed to put out there because there was this group of people that welcomed him with open arms they welcomed his sister with open arms and like, they didn't have that after they lost their dad. And so I think that, I think he hit it rather well when they were talking about stuff. Like he, I want, he, like he held a lot close to the vest because he, he didn't want to show this group of men who, who created this family for him and Gabe that he was failing at something. Yeah. Okay. So anything else we should talk about? Um, make sure you read the afterword from Miss Morgan because she will break your heart. Because after you finish the story, you're already in a hangover because it is an emotionally like just read it. But then you get to that afterword and you can understand why this book is set up the way that it is and it makes sense and it is wonderful and and it it's just it is it's a I don't I don't even have words for it's it. everything it's it is everything mm-hmm. it's everything and I didn't know and we'll get to our questions but one of the things you never know is when there's such a big break there were three years we haven't had a Menahaven book mm-hmm. since um 2019 so, so you don't know what you're going to come back into. Like so is she going to have the same out? feel? Is it going to have the same rhythm and beat? Are we going to get the feel honestly, of these characters? Like, this is my favorite one out of the series. I'm. We cannot. I cannot pick. I. I can't. Because Trevor. I mean, I love Knox, and I Trevor, love Trevor, and I, I do love. I love Zeke. Gosh, like, I don't know. I can't pick. I, my children. I think. But I think the care in which she took Callie's story, it just knocks it out of the park for me. It's so good. Um, okay. Leah, did you like this book? I think that's a really stupid question. <laughs> I think it's a really dumb question. Okay. Next question. Who would typically like this book? Um, everybody. Just everybody. Freaking read just read this. the book. Honestly, our questions are a moot point at this point because no. we 100% love this book. We Everybody should read this book. If you like romance, this book is for you. And yes, we will rave to the rooftops that everyone should read this book. Yeah. So there are answers. There are answers. Just read this book. And honestly, if you guys do not read them, I'm never going to shut up about them. So I mean, even if they do, you're not going to shut up about shut up about them anyway. Probably not. Anyway um so thanks everyone for listening no, wait we have one oh, more wait. thing which do have? you have a book you think oh. we should review for a quick shot of romance send us an email at the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com and we will check it out and see if it is something that we want to read and talk about and becky's so excited about this book she has no idea what's going on i'm clueless anyway <laughs> until next time everyone happy reading everybody 
Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.